Portland has a timeout. Lillard, a chance to send the Thunder home. Lillard, long range three, and it's good! Still got time, y'all. Ain't no rush. Ain't no rush. rush. Still well in this. It won't take much. Hey. Won't take much. Hey. Cool, calm, no stress. Watch me brush. Highlight. Shots fall. Look, y'all. I'm coming, coming like game five. 13 seconds on the shot clock. Came through dribbling. Dame time. Right on the money like TikTok. Play to the whistle. It don't stop. Really unfazed. Coach say go. I'ma execute plays. Rip CD with the trail like Blaze. ATO got me. I'm throwing up trades. Some talk trash. Some play like it. Don't show class. You ain't invited. Play my game. No nicknames, let's go crazy, they excited Put the whole game on clamps, uh Post up, no stamps, yeah Five time, five time, five time, five time, five time, five time champs uh. Westbrook, coming at full speed, yeah coming like Yo, what up, everybody? It's your boy, the Mustache Messiah, Big Goose, Wes And this is I Got Next, yeah this, guys, what you're about to listen to is a very special interview with my boy, Dwayne, a.k.a. Highlight Reel. We recorded this like a little over a month ago, so some of this information about the basketball is dated, but nevertheless, the interview is still timeless. Uh, so without much more introduction, you guys enjoy. Yo, what up? We're back. Got my boy, Highlight Reel. In the building, man. First time guest. Hold on, hold on. Let me, let me run this one back. Let me run this one back. Let me run this one back because this is a special guest. It's an illustrious guest. It is the guest, the man, the myth, the legend, the host of Life's a Botch podcast, the, 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 the highlight reel himself, the human highlight reel himself. My boy, Dwayne Dickey, highlight reel. Hey, man, you know, they usually say I'm no guy that's good with introductions, man. You, you're not too bad with them yourself, my guy. Hey, man, I'm running from the best. I'm trying to, I'm trying to keep up. Ooh, man, over here gassing me up, bro. I'm, I'm trying to keep up. up. Like, what? I feel like I'm going to do a show or something right now, <laughs> Nah, man. you got the perfect throw out right now. They can't see you, but you got the perfect <laughs> throw right now. I got to I got to uh, come correct, dog. Man, I'm telling you, look, just took the hair out like a couple days ago, and, and it, that's what happens. It looks all perfect. Luscious. Days, and then it'll get all dry and, you know, black people hair. You know how we do. You know our problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll, <laughs> it'll shrink. And then mm-hmm. it'll be like, good shrinkage. Yeah, good shrinkage. It's real, y'all. It's real. But it's definitely real. You know, I enjoy the little fluffiness while it's there, you know. Uh, <laughs> but what's up, man? It's good to be on the show. I know it's been a long time coming, man. It's been a super long time coming. Everybody, um, if you don't know who this is, this is guy here, man. This is the guy, bro. Not only does he have his own podcast, my boy is a recording artist, okay? Yeah. So you, he's a recording artist. He has a job in the real world like the rest of us, right? He yeah. hosts several podcasts, okay? co-host several podcasts okay and it's still figuring out time for him <laughs> so i've got a cyborg on for the first time we'll see how this goes you know hopefully they charge them up you know what i mean Come on now. Come you on. got some water by you i don't want you to malfunction today oh no bro we good i got yeah, water. a special got model he don't malfunction we ready bro we <laughs> he's ready. ready he's ready he's ready but look my boy Dwayne dog he really like ever since i've met him um for you guys don't know this is janine's cousin and we're not, that's the last time I'm going to refer to him as Janine's cousin. I was just trying to get a link. You know what I'm saying? But <laughs> that's how I met him. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, let me tell you something. Ever since Janine linked us two together, bro, he's been, he's been helping me out ever since. He's been showing love, support, 
um, words of criticism, words of affirmation, all kinds of stuff, dog. You know what I mean? Real good brother, dog. You know what I'm saying? So always somebody that you want to have in your corner. You got my boy Dwayne in your corner. You good. Everything's good. You know what I mean? He's going to do his best to make sure he can help. Yes, sir. So first and foremost, I'd like to say thank you to you, bro. Oh, man, listen, it's definitely not a problem. Thank you, man. I mean, this is an amazing show. As I tell people, I mean, y'all listening, y'all already know how amazing this show is. I don't have to tell y'all. But, you know what I'm saying? Hey, like he mentioned, I mean, the story is so true. You know, uh, it, you know, we got linked up through my cousin, you know what I mean? And, and since then, man, just like I was supporting her, actually, you both kind of started out really at the same time. So, yeah, you know, she like her, her first episode was like two days before mine. Two days before, yes, yeah. And yeah. I just remember, I mean, and both of you have grown like tremendously in what you do since day one. So to be there with the experience I've had really just as an artist, because that's all I could really give y'all. Like, I wasn't even podcasting at the time. I just remember mm -hmm. being an artist, taking my experiences from that and just trying to put that into the podcast world for y'all saying, hey, just stick with it. Take these criticisms and just grow from it. And man, you're going to look back like, man, I can't believe I started this way. So proud of you my brother for continuing you, bro. staying strong man thank you bro and shout out to Jean too man she's going crazy right now shout oh, out yeah. to her yeah yeah man most definitely shout out to the queens all my queens out there that listen i know they mm -hmm. listen to west as well so shout out to my queens and my kings too y'all already know what it is <laughs> i know what it is yes sir um again everybody probably can't see this well no you, you can't see this but my boy got the wrestling in the background, dog. Okay, he got he's got the WWE in full effect in the background, bro. Tell us about that. What's up, man? When did you start getting into wrestling, bro? Man, you know what? For me, it was just about the same as everybody else back in the day, man. I was flipping through channels one day over my grandma's house, and I saw China and I saw The Rock, mm. and I saw them kind of like in a confrontation, and like I saw The Rock with the sideburns, and I'm like. Who this dude that look like a black Elvis? And then I saw China and I'm like, I'm over here, I'm like, is that a woman or is that a man? Cause she, mm -hmm. you know, like, cause I was like, she she kind of swole. And it's I'm a like, different time. Yeah, it was a different time. So I'm like, yo, what the, you know, but I was intrigued. I was watching it. So after a while, man, I just kind of figured out. And I think my cousins, I had a couple cousins that were watching faithfully. So from that point on, man, straight out the attitude era man the, the golden age the I golden said, age the best era ever come on man you know eras we weren't even really supposed to be watching it to nope. be honest but nope. you know it didn't stop us you know what i'm saying we was watching it and uh yeah man i just stuck with it ever since even through those those dark times you know i've just managed to stick with it it's just something i've just loved and i think it's because i love the characters and just the fact that you can you know especially wrestlers of today because i'm learning that a lot of the wrestlers that are today mm -hmm. are who i was they were growing up in the attitude era as fans and they were saying yo i want to do this because like me they were that shy kid probably didn't know much about themselves but when it came to the world of wrestling it was like yo that's it create a persona that that is different from who you are as your real person mm -hmm. and let that persona bring you out of your shell and shine to where when people get to know the real you, it's like, man, you're nothing like how this character is. And it's like, well, yeah, because I created that character so that it can be what everything I'm not, you know. Mm -hmm. or, Gotta protect you know, yourself. Yeah, you know, protect yourself. So it's, it's that's, and, and I guess that connection has allowed me to stick with it through every high and low of wrestling over the years. So I've just been a super fan, man. I've just been 
rocking with it. You know what I'm saying? Super fan is a great word, boy, because I don't know nobody who's still rocking with it, dog. That's why I, that's why I was I was real intrigued when I seen you still into it. I'm like, hmm, you got I mean, look, if you still watching it, you got to be like, that's really your shit. That's really, and I know as an adult, you have to find other like other ways to like it, I guess, because we all know it's fake. So, you know what I'm saying? So you got to figure out other outlets and things to look at, you know what I'm saying? And I guess character development is probably the biggest thing. Yeah, and, and you know, even with the uh, the F word, right? You know, mm -hmm. as I've gotten older, you know, mm -hmm. the F word, uh, that's that I've learned a lot. You know, again, shout out to Life's About Your Podcast, my little side podcast. I've actually brought talents onto the onto the podcast, you know, legends that a lot of you guys- Don't be know. humble, don't be humble flex. That's what this is for, bro. Don't be, do not be humble on this podcast. That's how I got next hey, podcast, baby. Hey. Flex, yeah, take your shirt off, flex on them. <laughs> Let them know who you got. I'll look, if you man. don't tell them, I'll tell them. You better tell them. <laughs> okay? Look, y'all know the Godfather? Y'all know the Godfather with the whole <laughs> train. Yeah, look, yeah, man. We brought, we brought him on. We just, uh, we actually just uh, got through doing an episode with Al Snow. Do everybody who remembers Oh, my Al God, Snow, bro. I swear on everything. When we were talking about the Attitude Era, I was going to bring up Al Snow because him, <laughs> bro, Al Snow used to be one of my favorite wrestlers yeah. because he was on the weirdest shit, dog. He was yeah, on the weirdest bro. time ever. Weirdest, dude. Coming him out and Perry Saturn. Yeah, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, those are just, that's, it's crazy. You know what I mean? That's, we could be, that's wild. Yeah, it's wild, man. But it's like, again, it just goes to show. And, and the crazy part is my with my show personally, because it was you and Janine who actually... Between that and then just being a wrestling fan and hearing a lot of different wrestling podcasts, you guys and hearing these podcasts kind of had me juggling back and forth like, yo, I really want to get into this podcasting thing on the slick. You know, I know it's a little saturated. I know everybody and their mama got podcasts, but it's more so how you make yours stand out. That's the mm -hmm. beauty of a podcast. Like, every anybody can do one, but will you make yours stand out from the rest? You know what I mean? And do you have personality? in the process so mm -hmm. with life's a bodge man it just i was figuring it out within the first couple episodes and then all of a sudden man just i haven't even hit 50 episodes yet and i just celebrated a full year like last month of the show congratulations and i've already thank you man it, it I, it's flown by i didn't even realize it until it was brought up to me and i was like wow that went fast but man just all the talents from you know ron killings who Many may know in the Attitude Era as K-Quick. He, he had the little plaids. You know what I'm saying? He had like the nose rings. I'm about to say, because I didn't know his real name. I know who K-Quick was. Yeah, K-Quick. He went by K-Quick. And um, his real name is Ron Killings. And of course, uh, today, in modern day, he goes by R-Truth, because he is still wrestling. He's, He's still one of going? Those, He's still going, man. He doesn't even look a day old from what he did back then. His hair Shout is just different. Good but uh, <laughs> black don't crack, y'all. Black, black don't, don't crack, crack baby. <laughs> <laughs> but that was that was probably the number one episode, uh, and then Godfather was right up there with number two. And uh, like I said, Al Snow was fun to talk to. Uh, so many different people, man. And like I said, Vicky Guerrero, bro. I didn't look. Yeah, that was a Vicky to Guerrero. me. That was major, dog. Because I'm like a lot of people might not really know who that is, but if yeah. you really watch, you know exactly. Like as soon as I seen her face, I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, is? Vicky Guerrero. Man, and she was such a great woman to talk to, and um, she was so humble. And I actually, I plan on bringing her back on because uh, to those who remember, you may, if, if you don't know Vicky Guerrero, you know the last name Guerrero, which means you know who she's tied to in the late, great Eddie Guerrero. So, you know, Vicky uh, is the late wife of Eddie Guerrero. You know, she's the widow of Eddie Guerrero. And 
um, recently, a couple of days ago, his 15 year anniversary since his death happened. Mm-hmm. So I definitely want to bring her back on in the future uh, because it was a short interview that we did in the first go round, but we're definitely, we, we connected and she gave me her contact. So we're going to get her back on and do a longer episode with her so that we can, you know, dig a little deeper into just, you know, her life before Eddie, with Eddie, and even after Eddie, you know, raising those two daughters uh, by herself, basically from that point on to this day and how they've been living and, and growing. So yeah, man, it's it's fun, man. I, I love doing every bit about this. And uh, the whole purpose of this show really is to just pull the curtain behind for everybody. You know, when we were watching as kids, you know, we were just watching it for the fun, right? We, mm-hmm. It was like, yo, this is so cool. I can't believe they just fell off of the top of this ladder or something, mm-hmm. like a Hardy Boy or something. And you're like, whoa, you know, but I want to pull the curtain back for people like us who grew up in those times and, you know, get the behind the scenes stuff that you don't see on TV. Uh, also, to you know, for those who get that perception of wrestling being fake, I like to explain the fact that at the end of the day, much like anything and everything else, it's a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, Al Snow, actually, the recent episode, he'll go into detail for you guys about what makes up a wrestler, how you get into the business, uh, all kind of stuff, man. So it's just really to kind of take the casual fan, as we call them, or someone who may not even have really been into it like that, mm-hmm. but they know some names like The Rock or Stone Cold. Uh, you know, it's to show you guys like, hey, it puts a new light on wrestling for you to respect it in a different way than than just like, oh, that's that's fake kind of stuff. So I do that for those, you know, for everybody out there. You know what I mean? We all need that kind of stuff, bro, because with that Lives of Bosch podcast, mm-hmm. like you said, is opening is kind of opening that curtain, letting you see behind it, lets you see what's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially for people like me who grew up watching wrestling, that was my favorite, like. You know, I love basketball and that's always been my thing, but there was a time and place where I'm looking at wrestling before basketball. Like, yo, turn this basketball off, Monday Night Raw is on, bro, okay? They going crazy. It's a title fight on Raw today? Yeah, I'm, I gotta watch that. Yeah. You know what I mean? We just had a pay-per-view. You gotta watch Raw to see what happened, you know what I mean? Yeah, Come yeah, on. bro. I was the same way, man. It took a while for me to actually get into sports like football and basketball because mm-hmm. I was so into wrestling at one point that I was not watching either one. When basketball came, I finally got into basketball like 2006 when D-Wade had that crazy finals against the Mavericks. Mm -hmm. And it was because my cousin was a Heat fan and I didn't know which one to go for. I mean, I knew Shaq. I liked Shaq. But for some reason, I just wanted to root for the Mavericks. And so I was kind of like trying to bet my cousin like, hey, let's make a bet, you know, because the Mavericks were already up 2 I was like, hey, let's make a bet. <laughs> my cousin didn't want to make the bet. I was like, come on, let's make a little bet. He was like, nope, I don't want to make the bet. And then all of a sudden, the wage just went off. And then I'm thinking like, oh, the Mavericks going to do it. They're going to do it. Nope. nope. <laughs> the shut nope. that all the way down. And so that just made me like basketball. Um, and then that's when I really started getting into it. And I was like, I'm going to find a favorite player. And come out of Memphis. I found my favorite player, my boy, Derrick Rose. And I said, that's going to be my guy. Derrick Rose. That was the next year, right? That was 07. Uh, It was a couple years down the line because it was, it was, it took a little minute because he came like 08, 09, I want to say. Well, like, I guess in in his Memphis days, yeah, you could say that was the next year. Yeah, like 07. That was like when Memphis went on that tear and we had Him and, uh, uh, what's my boy's name? Um, Played for Uh, Kansas. Oh, uh, Chalmers, Chalmers, yeah, Mario, Mario Chalmers. Chalmers, yeah, in the final game. That was crazy. 
And then Chris Douglas Roberts. Oh my gosh. I hate it. Yeah, whatever happened to Douglas Roberts? He was he was lit in the finals. He he was like he was lit. Uh his NBA life didn't transit transition well. Like Yeah, he was on the Knicks or some shit, right? Yeah, I would always hear them talk about his game being a little too old school. Like they said he played like an old man, even for a young man. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it was with Chris Douglas Roberts because in, in college, the way he, he him and Rose were like a one-two tandem, you know, like, mm-hmm. like a Scotty and MJ kind of deal. So, like, I thought for sure when I saw Rose propel like that, I was like, okay, Chris Douglas Roberts has got to propel. But he never did. Like, I don't know what happened. And Dozier, shoot, I thought he was going to be like a rebound defensive kind of guru, but that oh. never happened either. I don't know nope. what happened. Like, <laughs> he disappeared off the earth too. So, it just goes to show how different college and NBA life really is. And to those who don't already do it, put respect on Rose's name because he never made it out. Even with the injuries, my man's still going strong. You know what I'm saying? So, hey, I'm just saying. I give Derrick Rose credit like I give um, people like uh, Grant Hill. Yeah. Um, what's my boy name that was playing for the Warriors? That message, Livingston. Livingston, people, yeah. Yeah. Even though D. Rose... I don't know about Grant Hill. I'm going I'm to put D. Rose and Grant Hill on the same level. Um, yeah, okay. About potential. About potential. Yeah. Um, I think D. Rose was able to kind of live out a little bit more of his potential winning that MVP so early. But um, I'm going to put them on the same level as far as potential without the injuries and shit. And I got to give D. Rose credit because I thought he was done, man. I really did. Like, not just because the injuries. I thought maybe mentally he wasn't going to be able to come back because there was that time when I think he got traded to New York or – no, it was, it was after New York. It was when he got traded to Cleveland with LeBron, and he just didn't show up. Yeah. And people thought he was done for, and then he was like, no, I want to hoop. And they thought he was going to retire, didn't retire. Yeah. I got to give him big credit. I thought he was through, man. He's making a great, a hell of a comeback. Yeah, he, he admitted, actually, you know, because like I said, I'm a super fan. Rose, even to this day, is still my favorite player, even though I have a new favorite player right there with Rose now uh, and, and my rookie, my boy, Ja Morant. We'll get into them. We'll get into them. But Rose Rose is still, I mean, even while he's still playing, man, he will always still just be my connection to basketball and what really got me into basketball hardcore. Mm-hmm. Something about, D, like, um, shout out to Ashley Neville. Um, me and Wes actually had a chance to uh, interview with her, an NBA reporter, and she spoke about it. Like, he, he kind of was our modern day Jordan for that franchise in a way, because Mm -hmm. the Bulls weren't really the same since the Jordan and Pippen era until he got there. And then you had him, Noah, Dang, that whole squad that was just like on a tear. Mm -hmm. And so with Rose, man, even after all of that, I hate they couldn't get a championship because of the heat and that super squad they had, but it's because of the injuries, man. They might they was the only team that was gonna really push a warrant push a run. Like if yeah. the Heat weren't in the Eastern Conference, I mean if the Heat weren't in the finals and yeah. D Rose was healthy, it'd have been the Chicago Bulls for sure. Oh yeah, I totally agree, man. And so it's just like even after that, I followed him. I do remember his time in New York. It was quiet, people didn't want to acknowledge it, but I saw he had a box haircut. Nobody was paying. Nobody was checking for him. (laughs) Nobody was checking for my boy Rose, but they don't understand. Rose was actually still averaging close to eighteen points in that eighteen points, seventeen points, something like that. Yeah, something like that. That was his first year back too, I think. Right? Yeah, yeah. He was first whole year. Like first full year. Mm -hmm. Uh, Had another setback because another injury hit him way, way late. Mm -hmm. But the Knicks weren't going anywhere at that point anyway, so it kind of, it kind of just was like, okay, let it happen. Uh, then the Cleveland situation happened. Um, and that, 
that did suck. Uh, I was kind of, I was hyped about it because I thought something was going to happen. Like, oh, yeah, this would be dope. And, yeah, when that incident happened, I didn't know what to say. Uh, mm-hmm. He he almost, he admits he was almost done with ball. Like, he was he was almost done with the NBA. But uh, I somebody has his hands on Rose because this man is still. He blessed. He blessed, man. I mean, he got, he got married. You know, his marriage life is helping and making him wait. Like, we can't forget about that court case because that had broke my heart, too. That little situation he went through. And I was just like, I don't think Rose did that. But that was with something. It was some. It wasn't. It was something with a, with a woman. Yeah, it was something with like a woman saying that him and a gang of his friends like some sort of like wasn't no, it wasn't rape, but it was taking advantage of some crazy shit, right? Yeah, something like that. And it just, yeah. I knew when he was going through that on top, of, and that was right around the time he got traded to New York. So between mm-hmm. that and then the Cleveland situation, it just you know, and that he explained that it was something about somebody threatening his family, his mom, and so that put him in a in a crazy little mindset but to bounce back from all of that on top of injuries makes his story and it's still being written that's why mm-hmm. i really hope and pray that in this offseason he lands with a contender the D- detroit was cool i thought maybe with blake and you know something something would have tried to happen in this playoffs league. maybe that's what i thought yeah, I thought I thought at least playoffs, you know, or something with how the East is. But mm-hmm. when that didn't happen and Blake couldn't stay healthy, it was like, mm-hmm. all right, this is going nowhere. Rose was the only thing that was really shining on that team. Yeah. And so I just said, okay, well, you know, and I can't forget Minnesota and the little stint there, you know. Um, that's what brought had, him back. Yeah, that's what brought him back. Because that 50-point game on Halloween, I'll never forget. I was so mm-hmm. ecstatic for my boy. And – if Butler probably would have wanted to stay there and didn't have that situation, maybe Minnesota might. I don't know. Cat Cat's one of those guys. I don't know what they what to say about him yet, but I don't know. Great stats. Great stats. Bad team. Mm, great great stats, stats. Bad team. Guy. That's what he is, man. Amazing stats. Amazing player, but it's not going to contribute to winning. DeAndre Ayton. Same thing. Yeah. Great stats. Bad team. So, do you think if guys like DeAndre Ayton? And Carl Anthony Towns ended up on teams like the Lakers, the Clippers, or even the Heat now from what we saw. Because, for example, you saw how the Heat in the finals got basically hurt by Davis in the rebounding. Mm. If they had a DeAndre Aiden or Carl Anthony Towns on that team, do you think that would have turned out way differently? Um, DeAndre Aiden, no. Because the defense is not there with DeAndre Aiden. But... He's a younger player. You're playing with LeBron. At the end of the day, he just needs a good role model. He needs a good system. He needs people there to keep him, hold him accountable and show him how to win a championship, show him what being a champion is like. So DeAndre Aiden, no, I, don't, I think he'd be okay. If you play with somebody like LeBron, you got somebody like that with you, he'll be okay because he has the talent. Conley Towns, on the other hand, I want to give him the benefit of doubt and say that if he was with LeBron, he would tighten up because his talent is, is just out of this world, man. It's fucking extraordinary. Yeah. But the defense, again, is not there. And that was a huge part of why the Lakers won the defense. It wasn't the offense. You're going you're gonna to score with LeBron and AD regardless. So that's not the big thing. It's playing your defense. It's playing your role. It's being a part of the team. And I don't know if Cat can do that being not number one. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you got people like Dwight Howard who no one wanted him on their team. Every stop he went to, teammates was like, oh, no, not this guy. Oh, please, not this guy. He's, he can, because he was always filling up the stat sheet, like averaging 18 and 10 everywhere. You know what I'm saying? But no one wanted him. He gets to the Lakers. LeBron is like, look, we're going to make sure this shit is straight. The shit was straight. And he stayed in, he stayed in line. 
did his job, accepted his role was the most important part. And I don't know if Cat could ever accept his role if his role is not top dog at this age. You see what I'm saying? He's so young and I'm not mad at him. I'm not mad at him for that. You top dog right now, you know, but him being the top dog, don't know if you're going to win. Like a Paul George. I always said Paul George, him being number one, you ain't winning. That's a, that's a good, that's a good comparison. I kind of like how you put it that way. Cause I don't know, man. I looked at Cat and I was just like, even when Rose was there in Minnesota, I thought to myself, I don't know how this is not working. Cause Cat is a beast. Rose is giving you good filler points, right? Mm-hmm. We even had Teague for crying out loud. And Teague was and doing had, nice. Yeah. So it was like, you had a one, two on your point guard with Rose and Teague. You had Cat. Mm-hmm. had Wiggins, mm-hmm. and you had Butler. So it was weird to me how that just never fared to gel right. And that's why I was like, I need him on a contending team right now. Starter or bench player, it does not matter. He is going to – his mindset now mm-hmm. is so much better than it was, and he admits it. Like, there was, a, there was a, a quote from him saying he was like, yo, I am better now than I was in my MVP year. You know, and people look at it and they're like, you crazy. And he's like, no, like, I'm serious. Like, I can shoot better. My mind is better. I'm playing I'll give smarter. That. I give him the mind. Yeah, he was like, like, he's like, man, I'm, you know, even though I get it, I had athleticism and I was, mm-hmm. you know, cramming and dunking and doing crazy stuff. But where did that get him? You know, it's like, it got him an MVP, MVP. Yes, But then it also got him an ACL injury and a string of injuries after that. But that leads me to my next favorite player of today. There we go. There we go. There we go. The one, the mm-hmm. only, mm-hmm. Ja Morant. Oh ja, my God. Ja, 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 ja. Man, let me tell you, I saw uh, on Twitter, I saw, I believe the NBA posted highlights of this man, Ja. Mm-hmm. I was watching this man's highlights like a collection throughout the season. This man was doing stuff. I was like, yo, he did all of this? In one year. In one year, like crazy passes, crazy dunks, crazy. His miss dunks. His miss dunk highlight reel is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy. I was like, yo, job, man, whoa. You know, mm-hmm. like. The Y'all got thing- a good one there. Y'all got you a good one there, boy. Man, look, Memphis needs to hold on to this guy with their life. Franchise him, make him the guy completely. Mm-hmm. That man, um, and and this is why he became my second favorite player behind Rose because he reminds me a lot of Rose. Mm-hmm. When I look at him, I see Derrick Rose, and I'm like, because I don't know what it is, but I seem to like that style of play. Explosive, love, it's exciting. I love explosive players. That's why Westbrook was another favorite of mine. You know, that's why like, he plays like Westbrook too. Yeah, I love those guys who can just get in your face. They're not scared. They're gonna mm-hmm. dunk it on you. Mm-hmm. It's like get out the way, mm-hmm. or you know. But then they fake you out and they can mid air pass that thing out of nowhere and just crazy crossovers. Like, you know. I feel it. The Steph Curry's and the guy, the Clay Thompson's that can shoot from three. I get it. You know, three mm-hmm. more than two. But man, when you can't stop that, trust you me, it adds mm-hmm. up, man. Like mm-hmm. people got, they got to stop sleep. It's like the Shaq effect. Like people think, like, yo, what would Shaq be like if he played in today's NBA? Trust me, you would see the difference. <laughs> you say twos more than threes. You know, threes are more than twos, but it's like he'd be uh, in the paint dunking on everybody. <laughs> dunking on everybody. Same thing he was doing before. No answer for it. No answer for it. No answer for it because the thing about it is when you got defense, 
and you can defend perimeter shots, mm-hmm. oh, you can slow three-point shooters down. Mm-hmm. But when it's time for that paint, <laughs> you ain't got nobody that can stop that man down low, over with. <laughs> Cut it <laughs> out. It's, it's over. Over. You know what I'm saying? The only thing you can do to him is foul him because you know he probably ain't going to hit his free throws. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's it. That's, you know? the only, that's the only thing you can do. Yeah, that's about it. You know what I mean? But, yeah, I, I am a fan of Ja. I love the future is bright for him. Future's bright for Memphis, man. Um, it didn't take long to rebuild Quick, from right? the Zach Randolph, Michael Conley era. To, it's still grind city. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, the mentality from what they left actually implemented in this new generation is just the new generation Grizzlies now, not only do they have that grit and grind, mm-hmm. they can actually shoot now. Dylan Brooks. That was the other um, – was he a rookie this year? Or did he come from the G League? I can't remember. Dylan Brooks, I think, is a second-year player, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Yeah, he's a second-year player because he was a rookie last year. Okay. So, yeah, him, between him. Now, a lot of people back home in Memphis are kind of skeptical on Dylan Brooks. They feel like some days – They feel like sometimes he's a little iffy. Like, he'll show up and have a phenomenal game, but then they'll have moments where he's, like, disappearing. Second-year player. Yeah, and I think think he'll he'll have his stretches. You know, he'll – trust me, he'll – He'll evolve, and I think even this year, because he showed in the playoffs in that play-in that mm-hmm. we had with Portland, he was showing like, "Hey, mm-hmm. we can show up when need be." And we didn't have Triple J, so he knew like, "I'm the second option behind Ja." Mm-hmm. He was showing up. So uh, Clark is another one that I was looking at, like, "Man, mm-hmm. that boy can drown it." So, man, the only thing y'all got is, Valanciunas big ass too. Yeah, now he's a guy that's uh, replaceable at times. Uh, I like Valanciunas, but you know he can be, he can be. I like replaceable. the big, I like the big, the big body though. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, I like having him there. Uh, he's a good addition. So I mean, but sometimes you gotta watch that guy, man. He get crammed on a little too much sometimes. I yeah, mean, but he's, <laughs> he's trying. That's why. Yeah, yeah, you know. So I got, you know, I like Valanciunas. I ain't gonna, I ain't gonna like downplay him. You know, I like him. I respect him. You know what you guys need? Maybe maybe some sort of veteran leadership, I think. Like, Andre Iguodala, man, I get him want to go to a contender. But him, if he was on Memphis, that would have helped that squad a lot. If he was there with those boys, if he was there just not even so much on the court because it would have helped him on the court. Mm-hmm. But they need some veteran leadership as far as – don't even need to be the best player. It could be like the fourth best, fifth best, sixth, seventh best player. Mm-hmm. You know, they just need somebody respected in the league who's going to be there day in, day out. Maybe somebody who's at the very least been to a finals, you know what I mean, or been you know, deep in the playoffs that can help you know what this is like. Come on, man, that's you what I'm missing. You, you and me, we, you know, they can't see it because they listening to the audio, but we, we, we here, bro. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that exact same thing in this year, right? Mm-hmm. When I looked at how that last stretch went. I was like, okay, if we had some good veteranship on that coming off that bench, man, they would have been like, hey, 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 don't panic. Mm-hmm. Back in this thing, right? It was moments like that where you need a veteranship. Hence why that bum Iguodala is on my here bums bum. list. Yeah, here, bum. Because <laughs> I hear bum for that. Because I don't understand why you had a problem being in Memphis, and it's like you see, we was a contending team. It ain't like we were the Knicks or somebody. That's yeah, just like a scrub, you know. Mm-hmm. It's like we are a legit contending team. We re- we in a rebuild, but we growing quick. You know, we progressing quicker than expected. Yeah, y'all almost kind of skipped the rebuild. I mean, it's a rebuild, but y'all are like, 
Yeah. I'll skip to the front of the line on the rebuild. The, exactly. And I thought, like, okay, here's a guy who's accomplished. He's won some championships. Mm -hmm. Clearly, you would be here to help out. You know what? You were on that Golden State team when you saw what we were doing against Golden State. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, if y'all wasn't shooting it out the water, we was taking y'all to y'all limit. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? You know, even though we couldn't shoot like they could, we still was giving it to them to make mm -hmm. them play. So I thought it would, it would at least respect it and be like, yo, I, I, you know, y'all y'all grind. So I don't mind being here. Plus, you know, this and that. But what I love about Ja, this is another reason why I love him because he's like a, he's, he's a mixture of a lot of people. He's a mixture of Rose and Westbrook with explosiveness. But his mentality is like Kobe, bruh. Like this man literally Kobe when he came Chris to Iguodala, Paul. Kobe and Chris Paul, because when it came to like Iguodala, man, that man was like, shoot, we don't need you. Go. Mm -hmm. Bye. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And people like, nah, rookie, you shouldn't talk like that. And it's like, no, nah, you, you should, because he didn't want to be there. That's his fault. Not mm -hmm. John. John wanted him there, but it's like, mm -hmm. look, if you don't want to be here, go. We don't I'm care. We, we don't need you. Like, yeah, like that's exactly what Kobe would have said. I guarantee you that. Mm -hmm. You know. Rookie Kobe and all. Like rookie like, Kobe and all. RIP to Mamba. <laughs> yeah. Like people are like, oh, rookie Kobe wasn't that good. I was like, he may not have been, but his mentality was still, I'm going to kick you. I'm going to beat your butt. You know what mm -hmm. I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? So, hey, I, I, the sky's the limit, man. I love Ja, and um, I'm praying. Y'all got y'all one, man, for real. Y'all got y'all. Y'all got y'all more of a, um, because look, Zion, we all know how good that boy is. Yeah, but y'all got y'all the most consistent piece, I think, because Zion missed it the whole damn year. He you did, know, he man. came yeah. back fat. He's not in shape. Um, you know, so he's going to have to – he missed yeah. pretty much a whole year, dog. So he's got to take his second year. You know, right now, in my head, he's on the Blake Griffin path, which is good or bad depending on what you're looking at because Blake Griffin missed that whole year, yeah. came back, had himself a good career, but injuries – Timely injuries, year in and year out, fucked his career up. Still and up, yeah. I don't want to put that on Zion, but that's the path he's on, right? That's the trajectory he's on. He can change it. Yeah. He can change this trajectory. He can change it. But that's what he's on right now. And John Morant, it looked like that boy is on the Luka Doncic <laughs> trajectory. <laughs> We're just going to get better and better and better and, and better. you know, hey. achieve early success. Yeah, you know, and that's, that's what's so dope. I'm, you know, um, my favorite era of the NBA is definitely like, what we had before this era, you know, like how we just talked about with Rose and those Bulls and mm -hmm. Miami Heats and all them. But what I love about this era is how the younger players are actually excelling quicker than expected. Like, you know, it used to be like, oh, give them a few years, but like they're coming out the gate swinging. Like, mm -hmm. you know, because even with Zion, I mean, it's like the man had a lot of hype, but he, he produced. He did. He produced, he produced for sure. When he played, he just, produced for sure. Yeah, it's just as we like you mentioned, health is the biggest question mark for him because mm -hmm. Blake Griffin produced too. But like you mm -hmm. said, the biggest tell of his career has been he can't stay healthy. You know what I mean? Like, and it's so unfortunate because I love Blake Griffin. Yeah, Blake was a phenomenal talent. I love his I, game, man. I, he had a he had a build like LeBron for crying out loud. I almost mm -hmm. kind of thought he was gonna be like a light skinned LeBron in a way, but he couldn't. He can do him. a lot. Blake Griffin can do a lot of things, man. Yeah, he just it, health, man. Like. It's crazy, but then you look at like the Jaws, the Luka Doncic, so many more of the, 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 the Devin Booker, and and all of those man. Those guys. Don't talk to me about Devin Booker. <laughs> <laughs> I got my hey, reserves man. on Devin Booker, man. I got my reserves on him. I appreciate him this year. Yeah, no, nah, I feel, bro. I feel. Hey, it's all good, man. You know, I'm just, 
I'm just throwing this out there to say. Oh, Trey Young out there. Trey Young came out going Trey crazy. Trey Almost Young. had 30 and 10 this year. Yeah, Trey Young's another favorite, man. He's another favorite. Uh, I hope he gets better on defense. For sure. He not, but I don't care. <laughs> Steve Nash yeah, won two MVPs. Who needs defense, right? Steve Nash won two MVPs. What are you talking about? This is no damn defense. <laughs> now, me in real life, I love defense. That's I, that's look. You got to play both ways for me in real life. But I'm just saying, he won two MVPs. You know, he had a shot at the title. No defense. You know what I'm saying? So you just ain't gonna never be no top fifty player all time. That's all. Well, you ain't gonna be no top twenty five player all time. You can still be a top fifty. I agree. I agree, man. This is the point in the conversation, Dwayne, where we highlight you. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> we, <laughs> it's it's time for you, man. It's time for you to talk your shit. As much as we love basketball, <laughs> bro. Um, I see you got a new project out entitled God. What's up with that, man? Talk to us about that. Yeah. Again, guys, my boy, my boy Highlight Reel is a rapper. Yeah. Ours. But not just any type of rapper. You know, and I don't want to put you in a box, but, you know, tell them tell about yourself, Dwayne. Hey, I feel you, man. Um, definitely no one likes being in a box, but, you know, I admit um, I am a Christian rapper, you know, um, grew up in church. So uh, never thought I would do Christian rap, to be honest. Uh, that was definitely corny to me at, at a time as I got a little older. But, you know, God has a funny way of just uh, calling you into things, man. And so I guess as I started really evolving in music, um, it just so happened I just got with a group. And we were doing a lot of things. And then so after a while, it was time to branch off. I was highlight reel in that group, but I wasn't standing out as highlight reel. I was just part of a group, you know, that mm -hmm. was standing out with its diversity. And then it was time to branch off and be highlight reel, which I've been uh, from about 2015 to now, to present day. Uh, so, guys, uh, yes, I have been releasing a bevy of projects within this year, man. Like, Going back to when this pandemic started, I dropped um, I dropped me, and and then I dropped uh, myself, and I believe that was July. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, recently knee deep um, in the pandemic, knee deep in the pandemic, baby. And then, uh, you know, uh, I think a couple of singles dropped in between there, and then of course, God dropped recently, as of October thirtieth. And um, yeah, that's the final installment. So if you take you got your own Holy Trinity there, yeah, you know, we my see own you. Holy Trinity, yeah, yeah we you see know, you a little, little, little bit, little bit. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm, see, I'm glad you put that together. But you know, uh, to those who connect the dots, me, myself, and God, you know, that's mm -hmm. kind of where these came from. And uh, there's going to be a deluxe edition, guys. So if you feel, if you've checked those projects out, there were some songs that didn't get to make the cut that I kind of saw fitting for those uh, for each project. So mm -hmm. I'm gonna combine them, make it one little album and call that a deluxe edition, which might drop in like December, you know what I'm saying? Like just before Christmas, you know, to get y'all my present to y'all are like, hey, here's some extra tracks if y'all was feeling those. Um, but God, man, it's it's like I said, the final installment of the series. Uh, I've gotten a lot of great response from it. I love the response that you guys give me. It's always honest. And I know that if you guys receive it, then I'm doing what I'm supposed to do. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, and if you guys are like, nah, I like, ah, oh, man, you, you too dope to do this. We know you could do better Then that tells me I right, hit the books, buckle up, get in the studio and really get them something to like feel. Uh, but a lot of people said it's, I thought myself was the one that everybody really gravitated to the most. But 
out of mm. the three. But so far, God is actually, uh, people are saying this one's the one, man. They're saying this one came from like straight up heart. And truth be told, they all did. All three of these projects came from the heart. I was just going to say that. I felt, I felt all three of them. You can tell that's from, <laughs> that's from the spirit, boy, deep in yeah. the gut. Oh, yeah, man. I had to get personal. Uh, as you guys can tell, just off of, lot, again, going off of me, myself, and God, the whole basis of this series, uh, just like, you know, shout out to y'all. Y'all you know, got y'all favorite pastors out there, you know, Mike Todd or somebody that gives y'all series when they give you a sermon, you know. So this, this was like my series to y'all. This was me getting intimate and transparent with myself of who I am, what I struggle with as a human being, you know, how to balance, especially with what all was going on in the world recently within this year alone, mm -hmm. how that felt to battle all of that, especially as a black man, a single black man, you know, uh, and just literally again, with everything that's going on in this world, trying to hold on to what you believed and known for all of your life and trusting God while also trying to, you know, stay mentally stable enough with all that's been going on left and right. Mm -hmm. I had to find some way to get transparent with myself, with God, and also to just open up to the people and let them know, hey, this is not just me opening up to God about myself, but this is for y'all out there who may relate to some of the stuff I went through, you know, and feel like, hey, man, I feel you. I'm going through the same thing. And I just wanted to give y'all Pretty much anything that J. Cole would have gave y'all, Kendrick, you know, some of those dope lyricists out there that y'all love vibing with. I mean, I just, I, I want to give y'all the same energy, the same realism that they give me. You know what I mean? Just in my own way. You know what I mean? So that's, that's what this project was about, man. I'm just glad to know everybody's receiving it well, that they're loving it. Uh, if you want to check out some older projects of mine, man, uh, I, like I said, I've been putting out music since 2015. Uh, 2016, I dropped Moral Victories, which was another popular EP at that time, man. That was something I really threw together. I just was trying to put a project out, and the songs I <laughs> threw on it just happened to fit, and it fit the actual title of Moral Victories, which was just basically summing the fact that, you know, we get wins and losses in life, but it's those losses that actually make us the best of who we are to get those wins. They set us up for those wins that we get. So every loss is a, is a victory, even when it doesn't feel like one. So that's where moral victories came from. And, you know, I dropped that's a, a bar, by you the know, way. That's people. a bar. Come that's on, a man. bar. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, I gave them, um, let me see, Sunday School was a throwback uh, project that actually was a mixtape. It came, I think, before Moral Victories, but I, I re-released it, put, remastered it, put some new tracks in there, and I put that out. So that's just, you know, something for, you know, it's kind of kind of like God, but a little different. You know, that was in my early stages. Uh, so that was just me giving y'all the progress. And then um, Yearbook, freshman year, that was a uh, fun project just to give people who remember them school days, them college days, you know, that was like a little series. So that's just a little project I put out. So you know, if y'all rocking with that, check that out. Um, and then, like I said, I got a new project that I'm working on for next year, uh, which is going to be coming out in May 21st of 2021, ladies and gentlemen. And so oh, you're probably thinking, we'll get we'll we'll get to that. We'll, we'll get to that because I want you to, I want you to 
I want you to really, you know what I mean? Because that's a special project that he's got coming, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, it's a yeah. very special project. So I want you to really like, you know, get into them, open up and tell them what made you do that. But yeah. before you get into that, okay, let me ask you, um, back to your Holy Trinity, sir. Did, was that a, was that a planned thing? Did this just happen to fall in line? Was this God's plan? Was this your plan? <laughs> like, how did this happen? You know what I'm saying? Like, like how did that? Yeah. Because I didn't even know this was a three part thing until the last installment. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I heard myself. I missed me, and then I heard God, and I'm like, oh, okay. And I think you put it on a video or something, maybe on Instagram, yeah. that it was a it, it was it was a three part thing, and I'm like. Oh shit. <laughs> oh wow, this guy here. And it yeah. is this was all from the same year, correct? Yeah, this was all in the same year. Uh what happened was this project had actually it's funny, it, you know what? It, it it's a bit of my plan, but it is God's plan ultimately mm -hmm. because this was a project technically that was supposed to come out, I believe, either last year or the year before last. Okay. And so this project had been in brew for a while because one day I just had that that title in my head, me, myself, and God. Like mm. it was in my head. And I was like, that's an album. I'm gonna call that an album because that's gonna stand out for some reason. And so initially it was gonna be an album. And then, you know, I was working on it and I was trying to figure out what was gonna make the cut, what wasn't, you know, that's always a process for artists. We have so many songs, we try to make the right songs fit what we're going for in this album so mm -hmm. you're like okay well this song has to fit it has to tell the story because as you guys know i mean j cole forest hills you know what i mean like that told a story so every track had to fit what that story was telling so it was the same with this and then eventually i think i just i remember saying something and i feel like this was god just telling me yo break this up let's make this into eps instead of an album let's let's you know because i knew with the way music is going these days Mm -hmm. People are dropping singles or EPs more so than albums. So I said, mm -hmm. okay, let me go ahead and make this. I'm going to split these three up. And I'm just going to be like, all right, me, myself, God. All right, cool. Put those, you know, like, and, and people will put those together and they'll add them up and they'll realize, oh, I get it. You mm -hmm. know, and put them all together. So it started with me. And um, I actually got this idea kind of sort of also from one of my, my favorite artists. I feel like he slept on. A lot of my influence comes from this artist as well. But my boy, Big Crit, actually. Uh, before Shouts out to Chris. Shouts out, out to Crit. Crizzle, man. Crizzle, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Mississippi. Mm -hmm. um, he actually, before he had re released his recent album, Crit Was Here, I remember he, um, he had like a series of EPs come out. And each EP was kind of broken up and it got spaced out. So that's how this idea kind of came about a little bit. But again, it falls into God's plan too, because with what year this happened, I didn't know a pandemic was going to hit. I didn't know the world was going to shut down. Mm -hmm. I didn't know we were all going to be stuck in the house with nothing to do and, and you know, growing beards and hair. Most know? they sure I ever had in my life. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, I had no clue, you know, but God knew. So mm -hmm. it was like right at the top of the year, I was like, okay, this is this is it. I'm gonna drop me. I was prepping for me since like late 2019. I was like, okay, me, I had the artwork. I was like, all right, bet. Me is gonna drop, boom. And right when I dropped it, that's when everything happened. 
And at that point, it was like, yo, God, did you just, is this, Uh-oh. I was like, this, this was supposed to happen? <laughs> did you, know, you pop up this? Yeah, I was like, cause I'm like, yo, this is perfect. Cause I'm like, literally me, myself and God represents isolation. It represents that alone time you have with God. You know, everybody got breaking points. Everybody got times where they just been through so much or they tried to, you know, hold back so much or or they've been struggling with so much that you you get to a point where you rant to God. You be like, all right, God, look, man, I love you and I know you here and you got me, but this, this, and this is just making me just go crazy right now. And I'm just, look, and God loves when we rant to him because he wants that. You know, he, he says to cry out to him a lot of times because he hears it. He wants to be there for you. So that that seemed perfect because everybody at that time when me dropped, everybody was quarantined. Everybody was isolated. <laughs> so whether you lived on your own, whether you lived with your family, whether you were an only child or you have siblings, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, it was literally just you. <laughs> and in that moment, I was like, oh, this is perfect. God, I see what you did. So then fast forward a little bit, a couple months in, still dealing with this pandemic, mm-hmm. still, no, still no sports, still no... Mm-hmm. Nothing, and we're like a bunch of uncertainty, man. uncertainty still, yeah, still uncertainty. So then, here comes you know, July, where we knew the holidays were starting to come and things were different. Fourth of July wasn't the same this year, Mm-mm. we didn't really have a fourth of July because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. So, what happened? Boom, myself, we still quarantine people, we still in this situation, we still in uncertainty. So, now here comes even deeper transparency for y'all. Here comes deeper, deeper struggles, deeper, you know, like situations and boom, that hit. And next thing you know, we starting to come back. We starting to get back to some normalcy, but it's still some uncertainty Mm -hmm. because of the normalcy that's going on. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, you knew I still trust and I still lean on you, God, because I don't know what's about to happen from here on out. They're saying vaccines. They're saying this and that. I know we in some real evil times. I can tell you we're closer to you returning because if this is all about to happen and this is government forcing us to wear masks and, and, and places and all this, like, all right, look, whatever the case about to happen here, I trust you, God. So God was just the, the, the encouraging point to people to let you know, like, look, this is tough. Mm-hmm. We gonna get through this. We didn't mm-hmm. survive. We didn't survive wars. We didn't survive, you know, riots. All kind of stuff that we didn't been through. We survivors, man. We gonna make this. But at the end of the day, God gonna turn things around. And all this is is just a history book where you gonna look back like, man, y'all remember when we went through all of that? And and you know that's what that was. So mm-hmm. at the end of the day, these are three projects that connect with each other, and. Each one is designed to give you some stage of your life, you know, because you may be a reborn Christian. Maybe, maybe you recently gave your life to God. God is the project for you then, because when you get that new fire, a lot of times you, you just out there, you want to go to the streets and preach. You want to be like, Hey man, I want to tell everybody about God right now. I want to tell everybody about Jesus. Like you out there heavy, you know what I'm saying? Because you, you got this new fire. Me and myself are for the people who are a little bit more matured with it, though. They realize God is in their life and they acknowledge God, but they realize 
I still got flesh. Mm-hmm. Human at any day. Yeah, I'm still human, and it's like it's not as happy-go-lucky as it started and as I thought, because God didn't let my hand go a little bit, because He trusts me now to be out here on my own. And even though I'm doing the best I can with this, it's still tough, and I'm trying not to let temptation put me in the ground and and back to where I started, going back to the old me. So mm-hmm. those two are for everybody that are in that stage of life, you know? And then of course, even with God, it's still for the people that are in that stage because you understand that once you became triumphant over it, you got the victory always. So you come right back to God and you're like, hey, God, thank you, man. You know, all of what I went through just turned around into a big old blessing. You know what I mean? I went, I went through all of this pandemic with unemployment. Crazy. But yet I'm having the best financial year of my life. It's nothing Even crazier. but you, right? Yeah, it's like, it's nothing but you, God. Or I literally have been jobless or like I've been jobless and I couldn't pay my rent, but yet I don't have to pay the rent because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. It's nothing but you, God. Like, you, I trust you. You get what I'm saying? Like, so that's that's what these three projects are here to do. And like I said, I didn't know when I was going to drop these, but it seems that God had the idea to literally drop this right at the right time, not just for myself, but for everybody. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and y'all listening to that, man, I just hope that even from beyond this point, still, even when we get past this pandemic stuff, there's still going to be times in y'all life. And this is for everybody listening. Y'all still going to go through something in life, regardless personally you know what i'm saying it may not even be a, a worldly or or na- nationwide event it could just be something with you personally we all got tests struggles situations these projects are something for you to go back and listen to to say yeah you know i got it now i got this now and give you a rejuvenation to just go out there face it deal with it as best as you can at the end of the day it's in god's hands god got control of it and you're going to come out on the other side victorious. You just got to be patient, stay strong, stay uplifted. Boom. Keep the faith. Keep that faith alive, baby. Oh, yeah. You know it, man, you know it. <laughs> it's so funny how music is, man, and how people interpret things different because mm-hmm. hearing you talk about it and explain it, I totally did not interpret it that way. You know what I mean? I almost <laughs> interpret it like, I mean, it's like similarly, but yeah. almost like opposite because. Um, as we said earlier, like, you know, I caught myself when you dropped it, mm-hmm. you know, I caught God when you dropped it, mm-hmm. me missed that one. Didn't see it. I just heard that within the last th- two, three days mm-hmm. and hearing it in its entirety, hearing your three projects individually and together. Mm-hmm. Um, how I looked at it was the first one was a man and we, a man in, in his faith and we know he has faith, right? Yeah. But you know, things, things, you got trials, tribulations, things happen, right? right? I still got my faith. I'm still strong and committed. Yeah. Myself comes in, okay, y'all, Nick, little, you know what I'm saying? Flesh <laughs> getting a little weak. Shit happening right now. It's getting a little tougher. Still got faith, but you know, it's a little tough right now, bro. Come on. Yeah. And then I got, when I heard God, I'm like, faith restored. You know what I mean? We're yeah. all, no, we're in there. I was fucking up. We good. It's about, we straight now. You know what I'm saying? We back in there. That's how I interpreted it. You know what I mean? It felt because, um, it's, you saying J. Cole and Kendrick, you know, some of your influences, I hear a lot, a lot of J. Cole. Not yeah. saying that you sound like a J. Cole, like, you know, cardboard cutout. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm yeah. saying as far as the storytelling yeah. um, mixed in with bars, mixed in with consciousness. Because yeah. me growing up, 
uh, conscious rap was never my go-to type of rap, just because um, what I listen to music for isn't the same thing other people listen to music for. You know what I mean? I'm literally just listening to it for sound. If it sounds good, you know what I mean, then I like it. And if it sounds good plus a message, then I, I give it more credit because I'm like, I'm not even listening to it for the message, I'm listening to it for the sound, and you got both. So that's gotta be super tough. Yeah. And all of your music is both, you know what I mean? And that's why I wanted to introduce you as a Christian rapper because I wanted people to hear that and be like, ah, shit, what we got here going on? <laughs> but I want also people to know this is me here, you know what I mean? Like, not saying I'm just the devil or nothing like that, that's not, <laughs> but people know I'm not really listening to Christian rap. And I'm listening to this music and, you know, I, I called you a Christian rapper because that's how you introduce yourself to me. But my boy Highlight is a rapper, you know what I'm saying? That just loves the Lord. That's all that is. Because this is not music to, to turn you off to God. Because sometimes, I'm not going to lie, religious music, you know, spiritual music will not turn you off to God because you can't nobody do that. But it's like, all right, I don't feel like hearing this right now. You know what I'm saying? It gets um, overwhelming. It can get overwhelming for a lot of people. And your music is not only not overwhelming, it's very refreshing. You see what I'm saying? Especially as somebody, you know, younger who does have faith in God and stuff like that. And I don't myself go listen to gospel music. Yeah. It's very refreshing. It's very refreshing because you got bars, my G. You got bars and it's like, the substance is there and it makes me feel good about myself also. You know what I mean? So everybody listening, you don't got to be a Christian. You can be a Buddhist. You can be atheist. You can be whatever you want. But guess what? If you got, if you got some sort of feeling in your body, if you got something flowing through you, man, you know, this is the music for you, bro, because it's going to, it's going to speak to that. Whatever that is you got going through you, it's going to speak to it, bro. And I, I just wanted you to talk about it. And so people can kind of get the little mindset of where you was at with this, when you were making these projects. For sure, man. And let me just say, I love your interpretation because at the end of the day, it's it's just like when you read a book, man, like the creator has their interpretation behind it. But mm -hmm. anybody that reads it and gets their own interpretation from it, I always love that because I'm like, hey, that even with what you brought and got from it, still lines into it. It's like, I love what you came with, with it. You know what I mean? Because mm -hmm. that signifies it. And I just want to say, Again, man, thank you and, and thanks to everybody that do check it out because at the end of the day, I do make music for everybody. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, I'll admit it's Christian with minds, but and I do a lot of times, you know, I, I you know, um, I'm not the type where they be like, Oh yeah, no compromise, but you know, I mean like, you know, I will make some neutral sounding music from time to time where mm -hmm. you know, like uh Another EP I forgot to mention, which is another favorite of people's, is uh, Prayer Warrior. And that was kind of like a storytelling EP where it is literally a mixture of like anime and ninja and martial arts mm -hmm. in the form of like Christian rap. Like it's Boom. crazy, you know what Boom. I'm saying? But like it, it and, and when you listen to it and then you hear the sermons from uh, Bishop G. Patterson, rest in peace, uh, one of Memphis's best preachers, like he you hear him come in in the intro and you're like, well, okay, this didn't, not what I expected. But then you hear my songs and you're like, okay, that's not what I expected after just hearing that. But then like in that song, in that EP, there's a song called anime, for example. I literally took a song about anime cause I love anime. We all love anime. Mm -hmm. And I was able to twist that, put my faith in it. But yet I've been around a lot of anime people who love that song. 
and there we go. don't even realize that it's you know like I'm also incorporating my faith in it to encourage you. But and and we know a lot of anime people may not even really be all that religious at all. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So the fact that I can reach that audience through a song like that mm-hmm. to to let people know, like like my boy West emphasized so greatly. It doesn't matter what religion you are, if you, even if you're atheist, man. I know some atheists that rock with my stuff too, even if they don't necessarily believe in what I believe in. They still see my talent. They still see the storytelling. Like you said, they still feel something from it. Um, and I believe that even with what I with what I believe, to a person that may not be uh, Christian, I feel like my music and God uses my music to still implement something in there for them where it, mm-hmm. in its own way, it changes people. I've seen it, man, because I've had this revelation where I realized it took a while to realize, but I was, I've always had this feeling. I'm like, I don't think my music is meant for me to be in the church. Like I look at other Christian rappers mm. and I feel slept on amongst Christian rappers, right? Really? Other Christ- yeah, man. Cause people don't understand Christian rap has a genre out there man there's a lot of talented christian rappers like myself out there killing it what's the boy name we, we talked about this the other day from um from um the movie with beyonce and cuba Good. oh yeah, yeah t-bone yeah t-bone there t-bone. we go he an og now t-bone's an og so if y'all ever saw uh fighting temptations fighting temptations you know it, it, t-bone is an og you know he one of the ogs man he he but i'm talking about a lot of cats like i can name some guys right now i can name a guy named nf and a lot of you guys probably wouldn't even realize he a Christian rapper. But y'all will be like, I've heard that name before. And NF is a guy who's a white Christian rapper who sounds a lot like Eminem, raps a lot like Eminem, and his music is even kind of dark like Eminem's. But he doesn't curse because he's a Christian rapper. So you relate to it. You know, mm. he's out there killing the charts. You know what I mean? Killing it on the charts. Killing the scene. Um Lecrae is a common name. People know at least, you know what I mean? They'd be like, oh, yeah. He's from the A, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know Lecrae. You know, so Lecrae is a guy that that also is doing it in his own way. Um, Andy Minio is another one that people have probably heard of and seen on some things. Uh, I could go on with with different names. Uh, Oh, for you R&B lovers out there, Xavier Omar. A lot of y'all wouldn't know that he's actually technically a Christian R&B person. But he's out there in the R&B field killing it right now, you know? So it just, it just, it's just different things like that to say that I've realized that I'm not meant to be targeting my Christian audience anymore. Like, because they already know what it's about. They already Literally preaching to the choir. About. Yeah, you know, I don't have, it's not for them. Mm-hmm. My music is literally for you guys. It is for those out there who either don't know Christian rap really exists the way mm-hmm. that it does, doesn't realize Christian rap can sound as good as, as anything you hear on the radio, uh, just or people, again, who just hear the talent and don't even can't even believe, like, yo, I can't believe this is a Christian rapper I'm listening to right now. A lot of people still look at that and they can't believe I'm a Christian rapper because they'll be like, I have to listen to your music two or three times to realize you're a Christian rapper, like, you know? For real, so. for real. I mean, look, if I just would have been introduced to the music, it took me a little bit, <laughs> it took me a little bit. I probably got it from the titles and stuff, but I'm like, it took me a little bit, though, for real, for real. Yeah, yeah, and that's that's the basis behind it, man. So I just, again, if you guys are listening, I thank you for looking me up, checking it out. Uh, you know, again, my music is strictly for y'all. And 
Y'all love it, man. Just keep shouting me out, man, because I show love. I like to, I like to show love. Yeah, to you do. Show love to me, man. I, yeah, you do. I like, to t- I like to talk to y'all, interact with y'all, man. Like, you know, I don't go live as much as I should. I'm trying to change that on my IG. You know, I'm always posting, but I don't go live enough because I, I get skeptical about that sometimes. I'm like, what should I do if I go live? You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, whatever. I'm 100% with you on that one, brother. Yeah, you know, like... It's- I feel like Ricky Bobby, what do I do with my hands? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to it's do like, with my hands. What, what should I do? Should I play some songs for y'all in the studio? But I don't know, because I like to keep that secret and mm-hmm. that's for y'all, you know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. so I don't know, but, but you know, I'm finding ways, I'm gonna find ways to get more interactive with y'all through Instagram Live and Facebook Live. But for the most part, man, at the end of the day, when I drop something, my promotion may not be, it, it, just always look out. I would say, just always look out for me because I may promote it, Mm-hmm. I may only promote it once. I may not promote it at all. I may you, you, you're real wild with that, bro. I've noticed that <laughs> since knowing you. I meant to tell you about that. I'm like, yo, I missed this shit, bro. Why didn't you why didn't you post it like at least twice? I had to go looking for it. Yeah, yeah. It it'd it be like that. Like sometimes I'll post it multiple times. And I'm weird about that because like posting multiple times, I don't want to be that guy. I've I know y'all know rappers out there that mm-hmm. post like crazy the same mm-hmm. thing. And they be like, yo, check it out, check it out. And they tagging people. I used to do that and I don't want to do that anymore. Like, I don't want to keep posting something and tagging everybody and, you know, bothering you guys. Like, I look at it as if y'all check it out, it's meant for you to check it out. You know what I'm saying? Like, I let God lead it to where, like, if when I post it, if y'all out there listening to it and streaming it, it's because it was for y'all. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Specifically for y'all to listen to. So, at the end of the day, man, I'm trying to get better with the promotion. If somebody out there does marketing and wants to do promotion for me, by all means, come talk to me. I got you. You know what I'm saying? Let's work. Let's get that going. But for the most part, I like to be low-key. You know what I mean? I like to be low-key. I like to just drop it and, and hey, y'all check it out. <laughs> <You know what laughs> I mean? Yeah. But anybody who's a marketing strategist, a PR, I can always use all of that, man. Let's 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 get let's let's build this. I do need a team because it get exhausting doing this on a solo tip. I do everything on my own, y'all. No lie. And you've been doing it like that, huh? Oh, yeah. Like, for a while. And it's it's tough, man. And all my good creators out there, whether it's music, uh, whether it's photography, videography, uh, social media content, anything. Man, shoot. It's tough being your own, like, manager. And then you got to be promoter. Then you got to be this. Then you got to be that. You know, so... Hey, man, I'm always looking for that. So y'all do that out there and you listening, man, come holla at me, man. Holla at me. Let's just see what we can do to build this team and just keep keep going, man. Yeah, keep this highlight life going, bro. <laughs> keep it going, baby. And we got, I got a couple more questions for you, man. We'll get you out of here and you know, I don't want to take too much of your time. Yeah, but, you know, like you alluded to earlier, you got a real special project coming out, man. Something yeah. something from the heart, man. Something something really, really meaningful to you and probably to others out there. Um, talk to people about that, bro. Yeah, man. So as I mentioned earlier, uh, I have a current album I'm working on. Uh, I'm finishing up and it's called Sally B. Fry. Sally B. Fry is the name of my late grandmother on my mother's side. Uh, she is a big, significant part of my life because to be completely honest with y'all, the whole growing up in church part, I got introduced to God really through my grandmother. Uh, my mother at the time, she was when she met my father, she had backslid from the church for a little bit because 
my grandmother was real strict with my aunts and uncles. Uh, you know, they were they couldn't listen to secular music. They could only listen to anything that had God in it. Uh, so trust me, they would try to find loopholes, even if it was a song, <laughs> uh, a secular artist did, as long as they said God in it, they'd be like, see, it got God in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but she was super strict. Um, and she's been saved since she was like nine years old, I believe, uh, if not younger than that. But like, she, she was the type of person, man. Like I said, this album is going to tell y'all more in detail than what I'm telling you now, but. I dedicate this to her because of the fact that, again, I love my mom and my mom also plays a big significant role raising me on her own, but also Mm -hmm. my grandma does as well because while my mom would be at work, working hard to provide for somebody like me, my grandmother was the one that was pretty much babysitting me at the household and I would go to the store with her. I I would go to Mississippi with her when she was going to preach at guest churches and stuff like that. Like she was such a significant part of my life outside of my mother that you know and all of my cousins out there um they can relate to this um but I actually lived with her so like I got that 24 7 you know what I mean Mm. I got the wisdom I got a little bit of everything and so I don't know I just felt so close to her and she um was a great woman I mean when you talk about someone we all know people who follow God or who are Christian but Mm-hmm. You you see them backslide. You see them, you know, still trying to get it together. You may see them go to a club. You may see them smoking. You may see them clubbing, whatever. Like, and you're like, hey man, you know, ain't you supposed to be like a like a godly person? <laughs> you're doing this. <laughs> what you, you doing know, over there? What you doing over there? But then they like, all right, but hey, look, God's still working on me, bro. You know, God, God know my heart. You know, that's the, that's the and that's the truth. We all work in progress. Yeah, it, it's the truth. But you know, it, it's what you do with that too. At the same time, we can only use that for so much. So we always got to keep that in mind. But mm-hmm. my grandma was about far probably the most close to perfect person I knew. Like she had her flaws too, but at the same time, that woman went hard for God in so many ways that I have yet to really see in present day. Like, and that makes me miss her so much more to this day because it's been tough. Even going back to what we talked about with me, myself, and God, another another part of that played into the fact that also my grandma really was she had so much wisdom to where a lot of times I wish she was still around to help me out in certain situations where I'm like what do I do you know because she'd always be like baby you know what to do you know who mm-hmm. to go to or you know like she would always say something so wise that you would never hear that from anywhere else so Sally B. Fry is basically a project that is de- in dedication to her uh, her legacy because there were so many people out of Memphis Tennessee who and Mississippi, but so many people who knew who she was, what she was about, what she stood for. She had the wise words. She always had something to say about someone. She could always, even if she didn't know who you are, like if she didn't know who you were, she could always depict something about you just off of just how spiritual and in tune with God she was. Like she used to say stuff like, uh, for example, and shout out to my ladies and my queens out there if you're listening. If this is true, like I said, hey, it's just something my grandma used to say. But she'd be like, anytime you see a woman who's in a truck, like a truck, a big truck, a woman is in a truck because it's a sense of power to her. She feels in control. She feels empowered when she's in a truck. Because chances are, 
at home, she's not empowered. So by being in this truck, by the fact that you're controlling something so huge, so big, you know, manly like, because as you know, most most men usually like to drive trucks, right? Mm -hmm. A woman that drives a truck, chances are that gives her a sense of being in control and empowered. It makes her feel important. You get what I'm saying? And so, Mm -hmm. like I said, it that was something that grandma would always pick, and it was it was weird when I um, my aunt was one that actually told me that she said I never heard her say that. But one of my aunts told me that, and it stuck with me because I was like, wow, that's kind of deep. I never would have thought about that. Mm-hmm. you know. And like I said, maybe there's women out there who have trucks. Maybe they never thought about it either, but it may be actually true to where you're like, wow, I didn't even think about that. you know. But And if that's the case, then, you know, hey, there's a little spiritual nugget for you right there. But Ladies yeah, your trucks, let us know. Yeah, you know, hey, let us know. But at the end of the day, this project is, is the way I envision it right now, man. I want this to be my J. Cole's Forest Hills. I want it to be my Nas Illmatic. I want it to be my Jay-Z Blueprint. I want it to be that classic album that people put on repeat where they're like, man, that's my go-to album, dude. Like, I have to listen to that start to finish or, you know, because I, you know, and it's going to be like my last album per se, not, not retirement way, but just more so it'll probably be my last like album album. After that, it'll probably just be all EPs, you know, uh, from there, you know what I'm saying? Who knows? Who knows? I mean, it kind of depends on what I feel led to do, but I really say, don't be so final, bro. Don't be so final. Maybe not. Who knows? Maybe not. Who knows? You know what I mean? Um, but, but I really want to put my all into this album specifically. Uh, and, and here's why when you probably say, okay, so why May 21st, 2021, right? Let me hear it. You gotta have and some meaning. So guys, the reason why this project, and I'm giving you an exclusive, exclusive right now, right here on I Got Next. So the reason why this album is dropping May 21st in 2021 is because my grandmother had a special connection with the number 21. Now the number 21 spiritually is a very meaningful number and my grandmother had 21 brothers and sisters in total Jeez. she had she was born on march the 21st she passed away may 21st so that's the first significance because i initially wanted to do this on her birthday Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, her birthday doesn't fall on the 21st day of 2021 in, in terms of like the industry date, right? Because mm-hmm. most industry projects come out on a Friday and that for her birthday didn't come out on the industry date. And unless I wanted to be different, I could have did it on her birthday, but it seemed right when I realized the day that she died, May 21st, falls on a Friday in 2021. So it's perfect. And it's like, wow, no better way. So another reason 21. Look at God. Look at God, man. For real. Another significant story behind 21 and my my grandmother is she was known for what they call consecrations. So she would literally fast and pray for 21 days straight, nonstop, nonstop. She was like queen of that. Literally, she could go on 21 day fast and praying like it was nothing. 
And another significant is that when she passed away on May 21st, four of her grandsons and granddaughters, four of her grandchildren had just turned 21 or were already 21 when she died. Wow. So it's, it's a lot, man. That 21 number is mind blowing. And it's why to this day, it's, it's my favorite number because it just, it says a lot. And um, so I really, really can't wait to drop this project for you guys. I'm going to try to have a little bit of everything. Like I said, I'm going to try it for my turn up people that wants to turn up. I'm going to try to give you some of that. Mm-hmm. But I'm letting you know now, you may not see a whole lot of bangers in this one. You might in there in a different way. Mm-hmm. But like, I'll try to get them some, some catchy hooks and banger types, you know, with the bass and 808s for my Southerners that like that, especially my AT aliens. Mm-hmm. But uh, <laughs> for the most part, uh, this is going to be a very, like God, that God project, if you listen to it, this is, that's kind of like the setup for what this is going to be, because it's, it's going to have a lot of that old school church feel to it. It's going to have some poetry. It's going to have some jazz. It's going to have some, some hip hop. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm gonna give classic, y'all classic black, classic black, baby. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to give y'all that classic black. And when you see the album cover and you see this retro picture of my grandmother that is going to be the cover, you'll see why this project is going to fit exactly what that image is. And so I can't wait to share it with you guys. I I'm excited. Love it. I am too, man. Like, listen, this is, this is so phenomenal, man. I'm putting my all into this one and I really hope you guys enjoy it. I hope you guys love it and just know it's from the heart. Much like everything. I mean, almost everything I put out for you guys literally is usually from the heart. There may be some projects where I just I just did it just out of creativity and fun. Mm-hmm. You know, Prayer Warrior was out of creativity and fun. It wasn't something from the heart. That was just fun. You mm-hmm. know, uh, Moral Victories definitely was from the heart because I was going through some things and I just kind of, boom, there you go. Uh, me, myself, and God from the heart because it was I wanted you guys to feel what I felt. And so, yeah, this project's definitely going to come from the heart. And I just pray that you guys are rocking with it, that you love it, that it makes you think of your grandmother. And if your grandmother's not around like mine's, that it makes you think of your grandmother while also thinking of my grandmother as if you knew her. Because <laughs> she was the type of person that mostly everybody knew in some way or shape or form. And it was just because of her wisdom, because of her her spirit man like again she was almost like everybody's grandmother so trust you me man y'all gonna love this y'all going and, I, and I, I appreciate y'all so much no nah, Dwayne, we're not even worried about that bro like you said man it's from the heart everything you do is passionate bro and you know you already got the skill level so the skill level with the passion with the drive with the determination that you got we're not worried about it bro it's gonna be it's gonna be as good as you make it which is gonna be great bro Trust and believe. We already know that, man. We waiting for it hungry. Yes, sir. You already know it's going to be good. For sure, man. Thank you, guys, man. I love y'all. Like, for real. I love y'all 100%. All my heart. <laughs> no doubt. We love you back, bro. We're here for you. Yes, sir. And um, so with such a special project coming out, mm-hmm. um, I know you're working. I know you're, you're deep diving inside of yourself right now to kind of manifest this whole project. What is some piece of advice or maybe you know words of encouragement that you can give to another fellow artist um maybe an artist that's starting off 
or maybe an artist who's been doing it for a little while and it's kind of running into a wall. Because um, like I said, Dwayne, me personally, just watching you this year, dog, I've, I, when we met, I met you as a recording artist, right? Which you still are, obviously. But what I've seen you do with this podcast, bro, in such a short amount of time mm-hmm. is nothing short of amazing. So it looks like you hit your stride with the podcast and in turn shot you right back up with your music. You know what I'm saying? So I don't, you know what I mean? What kind of things could you suggest for some people maybe hitting a wall right now or maybe just starting out? Yeah, man, I'm so glad you brought that up, man. I can say from my experiences, I've had my highs, I've had my in-betweens and I've had my lows uh, being an artist, especially like, cause again, even with this pandemic, like most artists out there probably have been starving because it's like, man, we can't do events anymore. And like, I was shut down for a little bit, but then all of a sudden, as we slowly started getting back to fray, I started getting some events a little lately and was like, wow, okay, this, this is, I'm still performing too. Like what a year, you know what I mean? Like, this is crazy. I didn't think I was going to be doing that for the rest of the year, but I was blessed enough to do some shows and and, and stuff like that. So what I want to say to the artists that's starting out, let's start with the ones starting out. If you're starting out, my best advice to you is never be afraid of any critiques that you get. Okay. I know we're artists and I know we're sensitive. I know when we, when we create it, it sounds like the best thing on the planet until you realize you look back. Trust me when I say there's plenty of older stuff. I went back and listened to where I was like, man, I remember recording this and thinking this was the greatest ever. Untouchable. And the quality was horrible. The mixing was horrible. Everything about it was just horrible to where I listened to it and I cringed and I'm like, ooh, God, I'm so much better now than I ever was. <laughs> you know? And my struggle used to be like when people would be like, yo, man, you are dope. But your production, man, you got to get better on your production. That used to be the number one pet peeve to me because I used to be like, what are you talking about? I don't get it. Like, what do you mean my production? I, we, we sound nice enough. Mm-hmm. But then you hear some stuff and you know, when you record or when you're performing and you perform your stuff and it don't sound as crisp as another artist that got up and there sounded like, whoa, everything sounded perfect and level. Then you realize, oh, that's what they mean. So starting out artists listen your potential that word is something you're going to hear a lot like you got potential take that potential every time you hear it turn it into something to where that potential goes from you got potential to man you want to come up to man you up next to man Mm -hmm. you rookie of the year to man you a vet to man yo you wanted a goat Man, you one of the greatest of all time out here, bro. Like you are you a legend in these streets. You know what I'm saying? Like, but to get to those levels, it, it takes baby steps. You gotta be gradual and understand the fact that again, you don't know everything. No matter how much it feels like you do, even with the effort efforts and ethics you put into it. Trust me, even me, with how long I've been doing this, I still don't know everything. You know, number one though. Even as you're starting out, make sure that you are in control of your music, okay? Make sure you own your masters, 
Make sure you're copywriting your stuff that you put out. Make sure you have a publisher. Make sure you are with BMI or ASCAP so they can make sure you're getting those royalties. Okay. Make sure all of that is covered, man. You need that. It's very important because without of that, without any of that, man, being an artist is in vain. Like you at some point want to go from a starving artist to an artist that's eating mm-hmm. royalty checks. I get royalty checks every month. And even if it's not the greatest amount, it could be 10, it could be 20, it could be 50, it could be a dollar. But given how streams are and the fact that you're only getting a couple of cents per stream, when you're getting that, you realize that's a come up. Like, man, huge I'm come up. Killing it. Like, if I'm getting $10 a month, mm-hmm. bruh, I'm just reaping back whatever I just put into Netflix or all these other little things I mm-hmm. just put in, right? Now no, I just got that back from making music. And then you realize the higher up you go, the bigger those royalties get. Before you know it, you're making thousands. You, you know what I mean? You're like, whoa. You know what I'm saying? Getting in that one movie, that one scene. So starving artists, starting artists, man, listen. Sky is the limit for you. Keep working. Keep that hunger alive. Your hunger is your greatest strength. But getting in your own way is your greatest weakness. So never allow anyone to to you know never like don't let criticism bring you down or frustrate you take it to heart in a good way a loving way and understand that that criticism that you got when you look back at it you're gonna be like man i needed that and i'm so glad i got in you're gonna thank that person you're gonna thank those people and say thank y'all for telling me that because that's another thing all them yes men in your corner, get rid of them. Keep one. You can keep one yes man in your life. Don't have a bunch of them. You need people that's going to give it to you real, raw, and straight. Because if they ain't telling you, hey, bro, that song was trash. Mm-hmm. Or if they ain't telling you, and I'm talking about they dead serious when they tell you that. And they telling you that because they know it's going to be better. I've had people that be like, nah, man, that, that ain't it. But then them same people, when I drop a song that they that they praising and have nothing bad to say about, I know like, okay, this is it. But even when you got that, don't stop. Because that don't mean they're going to be a yes man at that point. They still going to give it to you raw and straight. Mm-hmm. Which is why you have to have those because you will not grow if you don't have those people that are around you. Now, to my artists real quick that have that wall, we all hit that. It's just like writer's block. Everybody gets that. Sometimes you just want to write, but nothing's coming out. You don't know why. You're like, why can't I write anything? Sometimes you just take a little breather, you know, find some side hobbies, you know, find some other things that you can do that will catapult the main thing you're trying to push. For me, it was definitely podcasting. The fact that I can podcast now in a way where I didn't realize I could and to see what that level has done for me to this point. Now to add that musical element into it and how I can bridge the two together and how I'm connecting with people and being like, yo, I'm an artist too. So, hey, check this out. Or, hey, you need somebody to write a theme song for you. You're an upcoming indie wrestler. You're an independent wrestler. Uh, hey, I know you guys don't really have your own music. So let me go ahead and write something for you. So that Genius. when you're coming out in these gyms, when you're coming out in these places, you got your own theme and you standing out on the indie scene. Boom. 
the artistry just came out because now I just promoted myself through that individual because a fan is going to hear that song and be like, yo, who, who, who wrote your theme? Who is that? Mm-hmm. Next thing you know, oh, yes, yeah, this artist named Highlight Real. Word. Hey, let me go look him up. Let me see what else he done did. And then boom, you just created your own fan base. So if you hit a wall, you got to just find ways to stand out. It's always a matter of standing out. It seems like everybody's doing the same things, but trust me, there's still ways to be unique. There's still different side ways to stick out like a sore thumb in this industry, man. You think everybody's done it all? Everybody hasn't done it all. You can switch your sound up. There's still different sounds to play with. There's still different styles to play with. But when you hit a wall, man, don't be afraid to walk away from it from a bit. Take a breather. Recollect yourself. Meditate on some things. You know, like I said, even if you're not a, a Christian, you med- everybody meditates in some way if they're spiritual, right? So find your way to meditate. Take a vacation. Go see some things. Go see some things. You know, go see the world. Go, whatever you got to do, you know, uh, relax your mind. Collect your thoughts. And when you come back, next thing you know, you plateau. that plateau, that slump, starts climbing up that hill just like that car when you drive everybody didn't drove a car up a hill you know how hard it is to drive up a hill you know it seems like you're not going as fast mm-hmm. and the moment you get up that hill and you start coming down that hill boom you're coasting when you're on a flat plane you already know you out of there it's always those hills that just seem like the one thing where you're like man how much do i have to press on this engine to get all the way up mm-hmm. you know what i mean but you up there so at the end of the day that's you. You're on a hill right now. You just got to keep pushing. Consistency is always key. But take, don't be afraid to step back, get yourself together, collect your thoughts. You got this, man. You're meant to be great. If for whatever reason it feels like it's not working out, it's okay to say, hey, this just wasn't for me. I hit my ceiling. Find something else. It's all about what your passion is about at the end of the day. Because somewhere, somehow, even when you stop, something it finds its way to come back to you in some other way it's weird how that works but it will find a way to come right back to you you just gotta you gotta trust it man so that's about the best i can tell y'all man other than that y'all can do this y'all are great y'all are awesome y'all are creators we are artists we thrive we strive okay we are out here to survive and in times like this, especially this year, this was the moment to take your moment and create, create, redesign, rebuild, go out there and hit these streets safely, but go out there safely. and hit these streets <laughs> safely. We got to emphasize that. Go out there and hit <laughs> these streets and just take, take everything that this, this quarantine and pandemic gave you because all these people, it's been a blessing in disguise, y'all. And I know y'all know it, all my entrepreneurs, music, musicians, business owners, podcasters, it don't matter. Whatever you do, this quarantine didn't slow you down. It didn't stop you. It felt like it did. But all it did was help. It, it, it basically shut down the greedy people. And it rose up the people who got true intellect, true ambition, true drive. It leveled the playing field so that you can get up there now and stand out and take your company up to the next level. So just keep shining, y'all. Boom. Keep shining, keep grinding. That was very, you gave some real sound advice just now, bro. And it's a good little 
peek into your mind and psyche on how you doing some <laughs> things for yourself, bro. Because now it makes a little more sense. Like yeah, the royalties thing, you know, I don't know. I hope you guys is really, really listening to that because like he said, bro, you can be getting checks for $10, $20, mm -hmm. $1 a month, but you're making something off of your passion, bro. Mm -hmm. You know, and I think, you know, I'm, I've made $9 off podcasting total. Mm -hmm. And let me tell you something. It was the best feeling ever when I looked at that. I'm like, damn, I actually made some money from this. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I know it was 14 cents. I, th I think I needed to have like a thousand listens to even get like $5, $4, something like that. It's $7, something like that. So, you know, when you put things in perspective, it helps you to, to, to motivate yourself. You know what I mean? And like you said, the royalties was a good idea. And you making those theme songs for those indie wrestlers. Mm -hmm. Genius. Genius. There you go, man. It just, and it just goes to show. I mean, you, you emphasized it so great. And at the end of the day, something is better than nothing, right? You take that and you say, okay, now how can I double this in some kind of way? You know, and even if it's still that, as long as you ain't touching it, that's going to build up in its own way anyway. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, if you're working a nine to five, right? Let's say you are working a nine to five, but you're getting royalties and you're not touching them. Mm -hmm. You realize on top of what you may stash from your own nine to five paycheck to go with that, mm -hmm. man, you could be doing that on a full time basis in no time. Mm -hmm. You just have to pun intended this is i got next this is a basketball reference you gotta trust the process trust the process baby that's all you can do trust the process man you guys are meant to succeed everybody is meant to succeed all right you just gotta you gotta really work and trust and stay consistent mm -hmm. and you gotta know what success is to you you know, success ain't the same for everybody. Success is not a huge house. It's not a million cars and clothes. It's not a bajillion dollars in the bank. It's fulfilling what you're supposed to do in life. You know what I mean? It's fulfilling your passion, fulfilling your goals. Everybody's goals is different. You know what I mean? Success might be having your family happy and being able to leave the state once a month. You know what I'm saying? Once a year. That's happiness to some people. You know what I mean? Being secure. So find that success and find out what success means to you, honestly. Come on, man. And My I boy, highlight. It's been amazing, dog. I don't know what took me so long to get you on the show. <laughs> you know, it's just, I'm tripping first and foremost, but I'm so very glad I had you on here to, yeah. to talk your talk, bro, because the world needed to hear it. You know, you, you're dropping gems. You know what I mean? You drop pieces of yourself, dog. It's very transparent. It's just an amazing thing, bro. And I'm so happy you could, you could join today. Hey, man, thank you so much for having me, man. I mean, all in God's time, and bro, it was the right time. This was, mm -hmm. this was the time, because I kept wondering it, too. Like, hey, man, when am when I going to get to come on this show one time? We kept talking about it here mm -hmm. and there, but we never got to it. Mm -hmm. The show, this was God's time, man, and, and what a better time. You know what I mean? Especially right now, like I said, we're still recovering from mm -hmm. what's been a crazy year. So this was needed. I thank y'all. You know what I'm saying? For having me, I can't wait to come back on. I hope y'all can't wait to have you Look, come back on. Trust me, you'll be back. You'll be back. You'll be back. <laughs> for sure, man. For sure. So, again, Dwayne, man, plug yourself, bro. What you got going on? Let everybody know. Where can we find you? Where can we find your music? Where can yes. we find your podcast? Everything. Let us know, man. All right, for sure. Well, uh, first and foremost, uh, quick announcement I do have a collaboration with a fellow ATLian artist who is also a Christian rapper that you guys 
will think it's very dope, just like myself. Uh, my boy Mike Jeezy, shout out to Mike Jeezy. He shout out Mike Jeezy. Straight out of Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? Uh, straight out of Decatur, you know what I mean? But my guy and me, we finally collab, much like Wes in the podcast, when we were like, when were we gonna make this happen? It was the same case for me and him in the feature. And we finally made it happen. We got a song called Energy coming out. And uh, we're working on a music video. So December the 12th, Studio Atlanta, we will be filming a music, the music video to this very song. And it is going to not just be a music video, y'all. It's going to be a movie. Mm-hmm. A legit movie, okay? We got slingshots coming through. We got freaking fraternities coming through to do a little step battle, you know what I'm hey. saying? Like, we got speakers, smoke machines, colors, all of this stuff. And it's going to be a lit video. So we are opening the floor up to any and everybody that wants to come and be a part of this. So if you're listening and you know where Studio Atlanta is, Studio Space Atlanta, you know, it's right there off of North Dell Road or Pleasant Dell Road, right? Kind of in that area. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? But if anything, just look up Studio Space Atlanta. Trust me, you'll find it. It's a low-key spot, but it's in the Atlanta area. Um, and, you know, you pass through Jimmy Carter a little bit to get to it. Trust me, mm-hmm. you won't miss it. But Studio Space Atlanta, December the 12th. We're going to rent it out from about 12 p.m. to 10 p.m. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to have it throughout most of the day. So y'all can come through, pop up. Like, hey, man, we just want to be in the video. You know what I'm saying? So y'all, and if you can't make the video, it's cool. Look out for the video when we drop it. I don't have an official release date for y'all yet, but hopefully next time when I'm on, I can tell y'all when it drops. And if not, Wes going to keep y'all covered because he'll see the video when we drop it. You know what I'm saying? You know it. You, you know, know. It. <laughs> you already um, know for sure, man. But as far as uh, yeah, man, uh, y'all keep streaming God, uh, me, myself, and God for that matter. You know what I'm saying? How all things highlight real H I hyphen L I T E real. Uh, I just found out with me if you're looking for that project, you just put in high L I T E without the hyphen real, and you'll find me. But that's for mm-hmm. Apple, that's only if you're on Apple, if you're an Apple Music person, anywhere else. Y'all can find me. Um, not all of my stuff is on title. Some of my stuff's on title. Most of my stuff's on Spotify. Most of my stuff's on Apple Music. Uh, everything's on YouTube. <laughs> uh, so like I said, everything's a little spread out. It just depends on what the publisher decides to put it on and what they're available on. I do have music on TikTok. So for you TikTokers out there, hey. there you go. My music's on TikTok if you want to. Uh, and I am on TikTok. I don't usually get on it as much, but I am on TikTok. Highlight Life, H-I-L-I-T-E Life. Same thing with my Instagram. Highlight Life, H-I-L-I-T-E Life. And the Twitter is Highlight Life. All things Highlight Life. I try to keep it the same. That is the lifestyle. That is not the name. Highlight Mm -hmm. Life is the lifestyle, people. Mm -hmm. So that's why that's the username. So let y'all know that we love life, live life, speak life, all all that good stuff and all that. But uh, yeah, and of course, Life's a Botch podcast, man. For my wrestling fans out there, whether you like wrestling, used to like wrestling, or maybe you kind of liked it, or you just really weren't into it, but you're intrigued mm-hmm. and you would like to listen anyway, check out the Life's a Botch podcast, L-I-F-E-S-A, Botch, B-O-T-C-H, podcast. Trust me, you can't miss it. It's on Instagram. We don't have a Twitter for that one yet. Maybe in some time I might make one. Mm-hmm. But it's all on Instagram. And, of course, you can catch it on OTS Guys. Uh, if you go to the website, www.otsguys.com, you'll see some of my most major interviews on the website there. 
So shout out to the OTS family because they uh, definitely keep a lot of what we do under that umbrella. So you'll see any big time interviews that you may want to watch, like The Godfather or uh, Kate Quick, R-Truth, you know, uh, whatever you know him by. Uh, and so many more, man. Check it out. And we thank y'all. I thank you. I thank Wes for having me on. Like I said, long time coming. Um, no doubt, brother. Interact with your boy, man. Cause like I said, I want to interact. I want to talk to y'all, man. So follow your boy. Let's talk. Let's work. And yeah, man. God bless y'all. You heard from the man himself, man. Follow him everywhere. Everywhere. Highlight life. Everywhere. You know what I'm saying? Good thing to keep it consistent, too. That was smart. Yeah, hey, man. You got to. It's a brand. So you got to keep everything as consistent as possible. So uh, yeah, man. I'll try to keep that for y'all. So follow your boy. <laughs> Boom. There we go. And by the way, guys, this is the whole reason why I was able to even get connected with Ashley Neville, bro. But I was even able to ask questions right here. A boy, Dwayne. So shouts out to him for helping me progress in life, dog, for helping me come up because that's a big one. That was major. And yeah, just the experience man. was awesome. You know what I'm saying? So again, much thanks to you for that one, bro. For real, for real. Man, you know, you my boy, man. So I'm always going to look out for you, dog. You know, we going to, that's how we do it, man. And, and look, man, we connect, we link. And much like y'all, I'm always trying to stay on my boy West, keep him going. Keep, you know, like I said, I'm proud of him. Always dropping content for y'all. I'm even proud of him for the fact that he get on Instagram and he be interacting with y'all and making these questions for y'all to interact with him. I love the interaction that he's doing with y'all. So y'all keep supporting this man. Keep helping. Y'all help me stay on him. You know what I'm saying? Help me Please do. keep him uplifted. Please do. Please do. <laughs> Please do. I'm not, I'm, I'm not a stranger to criticism. Yeah, man. <laughs> help, help, help me help him so that, you know, we can all just keep shining out here, man, because that's, that's what the goal is. We all trying to be on that platform. Mm -hmm. Winner's Club, mm -hmm. sitting there at the table eating. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Saying, man, it feels good to do this on a full-time basis. You feel me? Hey, wait. He's going to get there, too. Oh, yeah. It's coming. Sooner than later, people. Sooner than later. And that is for all of y'all, everybody listening. So I want to shout out everybody that's killing it. Shout out to Sefi. You know what I'm saying? Killing it. Um, Sweet Cheeks Eats. Going crazy. Now. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Stephanie. You know, shout out to Janine. Like I said, everybody out here that is just working towards something and making it work. I love y'all. Y'all keep it going. Until the next time I talk to y'all, that's about it. That's all I Boom. Heard from the legend himself. And like he was doing the shout outs, man. Shout out Janine. Shout out Ariel. Shout out Sefi. You guys are going crazy. Shout out my girl Amber. She's going crazy with her photography, okay? Yeah. Luminosity Exposed. Go check her out on Instagram. Go check her out on Facebook. She's lit. Okay, my boy Kraft, go check him out. He's lit. Uh, your boy Wes actually just did his first um, hosting gig, uh, Young Golden Gifted. That was pretty cool. It was my first event. Um, very, very different. Very cool. Being up on stage is not easy. You can be as funny as you want to off the stage, nigga, but when you get on that stage, you better come with it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's not easy. But um, thanks to my boy David for the opportunity. You know what I'm saying? Hopefully that's not my last time hope, uh, hosting. No. I don't think I did that bad. So, you know, I we should see be back you doing in there. That. I see you doing it more, man. You just got to, you know, take that, learn from it. Mm -hmm. And then just construct it for the next time because uh, that's something else you can now add to your bag, bro. Yeah, like, definitely. After, put after on a while, man. like after doing them favors, mm -hmm. you get really consistent with doing the hosting gig. Now you can just be like, yo, 
book me for your host for hosting mm-hmm. you're your host a party a listening party any of that so mm-hmm. many events people do out here and, you, and they need a host you know straight up you ain't got to charge them too crazy just be like hey man i mean yeah like how long is your event what's your budget mm-hmm. always ask that question people that's a good what's question too your budget all right that's another thing i used to struggle with was you know you know being like hey i don't know which way I want to go with this. You know what I'm saying? Like, do I want to be nice and do it for the free? Like, it's okay to do a favor or two for free here and there. Mm-hmm. Don't keep doing that. Like, after a while, you got to be like, yo, what's your budget? You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I got to eat. I got a kid. I got a family. Or, you mm-hmm. know, I just got to survive on this, man. Mm-hmm. I don't work right now. So ask them what their budget is, and you can work with them off their budget. If they say, oh, it's only two to 500. All right, cool. Well, look, 50 to 100, man. 50 to 100, I got you. You know what I'm saying? As long as you're getting something, there you go. So never be afraid to ask that question with any opportunity you guys get. More gems as he goes out the door. Look at that. Come on, man. Highlight <laughs> real. Highlight life. Come on now. That's it. Everywhere, by the way. Twitter, Instagram, all that stuff. Yes. You know what I mean? Now, look, like always, guys, okay, if you like this episode, if you love this episode, if you hate this episode, share it with your friends, share it with your enemies. But whatever you do, do not try to take my downs. Why? Because I got next. Got time, y'all. Ain't no rush. Ain't no rush. rush. Still well in this. It won't take much. Ain't hey. take much. Hey. Cool, calm, no stress. Watch me brush. Brush, brush, brush. Shots fall. Look, y'all. I'm coming in. Clutch. Hey.